0: again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, morning from 970 WATH and welcome to Party Line as we uh, start off on this Tuesday morning at uh, 64 degrees and sunshine. Have you been outside yet this morning? My goodness it is beautiful here in Athens. We've got a little bit of cloud cover but uh, sunshine, nice cool breeze here this morning and 64 degrees. Oh and get this remember how hot it's been the last uh, few weeks up into the 90s with heat indexes in the triple digits? (laughs) I just looked at the weather screen. We have a wind chill. (laughs) Are you ready for this? It's 64. The real feel is 62. (laughs) I'll take that wind chill any day rather than the transposing of those numbers of 62 and 26. Oh boy, it is uh, nice here this morning, isn't it? Hope you're enjoying this morning and uh, welcome once again to Party Line here at 970-WATH. It is coming up on 16 minutes after 9 o'clock. Dave is running a little behind this morning, so I hopped over into the hot seat, the number one chair, and we'll continue on the Party Line until he gets here, and I think he may jump in here once he does arrive so uh hang on for that if you were expecting to hear Dave's voice uh well you you've got me today part of the daily double half of the daily double that's what i always called dad and myself when uh, dad was here and doing programs um i said well here's the daily double for sentimental journey shows but um yeah you get only half of the daily double now and the other half in spirit, of course. I know he's always here with me and here in the studio during these uh, broadcast times, especially during Sentimental Journey. Speaking of Sentimental Journey, this coming Monday is July 4th. Can you believe it? July is here already. Well, we'll be doing a three hour wheel, which is me. <laughs> I will be doing a special three hour Sentimental Journey. Uh, This coming Monday, July 4th, with lots of patriotic music. And as I mentioned yesterday, going to try to find some uh, cuts with Dad's voice on there uh, for some July 4th celebration, too, as we celebrate our country's independence once again uh, this coming Monday. And I'm not sure if there's going to be a parade. Typically, we do have one. However, with COVID the last few years... Uh, We haven't been able to have one. However, I think we did last year. Um, So I'm looking forward to learning about that and letting you folks know if there is going to be a parade. Uh, My guess is yes. All right. So I'm going to contact a few folks and find out uh, what the scoop is on that. Typically, the parades start at uh, 10, 1030, something like that. I'm going to say 10 so that way if it is at 10:30, you will already be there right and have your space claimed and have your uh, lawn chair lawn chairs blankets set up and uh... enjoy the parade i'm hoping that there will be one anyway so we're looking forward to that and uh... coming up monday on july fourth now fireworks that's what i think of Two, in addition to all of the sacrifices that were made by our ancestors, uh, some willing to give up their homes, their freedom, their lives, to declare independence from uh, the UK, Britain, as we know it. And many, many, many of those uh, stories are surfacing now that I didn't know that lots of, uh, well, independent wealthy, independently wealthy individuals were willing to risk it all to establish the union there the United States of America the colonial states the original 13 states but it all started off with that declaration of independence on July 4th 1776 now it was in the works what about a year or so ahead of that and uh, Britain was still fighting on British forces still trying to regain control of America as we know it today so lots of people gave up uh, lots of things that they were accustomed to living uh, very wealthy lives very happy very probably worry-free lives to enjoy that while uh, they were under british rule. so coming up monday july 4th all right fireworks thunder in the uh let's see let's start off with Uh, Red, white, and boom in Columbus. That is Friday night. Now, I don't know if you heard the weather forecast, and even the Columbus TV stations are reporting this in their weather forecasts. There could be some thunderstorms in the Columbus area Friday evening. So if you're planning on going, which I am thinking about it, because if you've heard me on here before, I love fireworks. And if I can get to them, (laughs) I'm going to go. But uh, with that forecast, uh, you know, might put uh, a damper on things. Yes, pun intended, with uh, the storms in the forecast. And we possibly could see some here in the area on uh, this Friday evening. However, um, the Athens fireworks are uh, Sunday evening, the fantastic fourth celebration. And then I believe Thunder in the Valley is on the 4th uh, at Hawking College. Okay, so those are the fireworks I know of. Of course, they're going to be going, around, uh, going on around lots of different cities around Ohio. And if you like those types of things, which uh, I'll mention again, I do, <laughs> well, you can certainly check those out and uh, see what you think about going one. Now, I'm not sure if I want to fight the traffic and the crowds for red, white, and boom Friday evening in Columbus. But, you know, there's always a trade-off, it seems, for things you want to do, places you want to go. It's not going to happen, you know, to where things are going to run just, you know, a lane built for you to get to Columbus, a place for you to park, a place for you to sit. It doesn't happen that way. We all know that. But uh, at any rate, fireworks will be happening this weekend. I would imagine they'll be going on all weekend. <laughs> and, and folks, if, uh, if you're setting off fireworks at your home areas or private show, please be careful out there. We hear each year of somebody being injured uh, from a stray firework or burns, things of that nature, or accidentally setting something on fire from a Firework didn't explode until it hit the ground, something like that. So please be careful out there and uh, use safety. I mean, we, you know, we know what's going to happen. The authorities know what's going to happen, and they can't be everywhere. So what they do is they recommend that you please take precautions and be safe. And use common sense. I mean, lots of things boil down to just that, don't they? Common sense. So be careful out there. Enjoy the weekend coming up. Lots of people traveling this weekend. Lots of people deciding to drive instead of fly uh, due to gas prices, diesel prices, jet fuel prices. Uh, You know, where does this end? I've said that I don't know how many times that I've had the microphone. Where does this craziness end that we got to go begging other countries for oil? Uh, Gas prices skyrocketing. It's denting the billfolds and wallets and budgets of many low-income families. Middle-income families are affected now, and we're seeing that now by people opting to drive somewhere for the fourth weekend uh, instead of flying due to uh, high gas prices. Again, as I mentioned, high fuel prices. And I think, too, the availability of flights are having an impact on that. Because I noticed, I think it was Southwest Airlines, their pilots are on strike uh, because they're claiming their schedules are heavy. The pilots are experiencing fatigue. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm not sure if I want to get on a jet with a pilot that's tired, sleepy, fatigued. You know, they're human too. They need rest. They need sleep. So I think there's a possibility of flights being canceled, uh, being delayed, or even, you know, not even being scheduled anymore as uh, some airlines have stopped uh, flying to some hubs. For instance, I think I saw where American Airlines is cutting down on stops in Columbus at uh, John Glenn International Airport. And uh, so that's affecting flights too. So there are multiple factors involved. With that, with fuel prices, flights, uh, pilots being on strike, but AAA says many people will still be traveling, and I've heard from friends, uh, acquaintances that are just experiencing the sticker shock when they, they go fill up their mid-sized vehicle, and it costs 75 to 80 bucks to fill up their tank, and. Yes, I understand about the environmental impact, but I also saw a study that if we import this oil... I'm getting situated here, if you couldn't tell. If we import this oil, okay, it comes across the pond, as they say, in a tanker, which runs on diesel, which has gigantic engines that will pollute the air so you know it's causing pollution that way too but uh... it would be nice if we could find an environmental friendly way to produce more domestic oil here fossil fuels gas yes i i get it for all the environmental effects it has on the area too but at at some point uh... certainly gotta find a balance somewhere and uh... people that are Thinking about electric vehicles, let me point this out to you, folks. Electric vehicles, all right, yes, they do better environmentally. Yes, they don't emit the emissions. However, on the minus side of the schedule of the ledger here, have you seen the price of what a battery will cost for an electric vehicle? Yeah, thousands of dollars you're not going to be able to go to Walmart or any auto parts store and find a battery like you can now for under a hundred bucks or right around there for most people. These batteries for electric vehicles are going to be costing three and a half thousand to five thousand dollars each. That's only for a battery. So the fuel efficiency goes right out the window there when you got to buy a battery how long do the batteries last well not as long as they need to I saw a picture the other day of a car an electric vehicle graveyard in France of people that just abandoned their vehicles they just basically threw away the vehicle because the batteries cost way too much they couldn't afford the battery so they just ditched the car Is that what we want? Because then the batteries sit in those car graveyards. They corrode. They add lots of chemicals into the soil when the battery starts eroding. And so then you've got an environmental problem there again with electric batteries. So I'm thinking, too, with electric, if we have these rolling blackouts the government is talking about, rolling brownouts the government is talking about if we have to shut down the grid if the grid is interrupted then there's no electric to charge your vehicle so yeah I know if the electric goes off the gas pumps won't run either and as we've had callers point out before that it takes oil it takes fuel to run electric power plants. So we're still going to need the the fuel anyway, okay, yes, I'm still remembering the environmental effect at producing the fossil fuels, the oil, the natural gas. However, you know, do we want to be stranded with a car that has an electrical battery that you can't afford to replace? Um, Yeah, it's not going to hurt the wealthy. The upper-class people, they'll just go buy a new battery. They'll buy a new car, whatever it may be. But what about the rest of us? You know, we're going to have to tend to that and deal with that should it ever get to that point. Um, So anyway, a few major drawbacks about these electric vehicles and, you know, providing the fuel, quote-unquote fuel, which would be electricity, To power these things so uh, anyway I I think that a lot of folks may just do what happened in France ditch the vehicle because I you know if you're gonna pay five grand for a new battery buy a new car so we'll we'll see what transpires in the next decades (laughs) as they say so just a few things to point out about uh, fuel electricity Uh, hybrids electric vehicles etc kind of goes all hand in hand but again you know the fuel is going to be needed to power electric plants and with our electric grids being so vulnerable now to cyber attacks um not sure this is a really good thing or, or a good idea but you know a lot of proponents are in favor of them again it really doesn't matter what issue you talk about, you're going to have pros and cons to every issue. You're going to have one side that favors it, one side that doesn't. And it seems like no matter what you say, what your viewpoint is, it's going to upset somebody. But anyway, uh, we shall see what happens with that. All right. So um, just a few things to gab about here on this party line on Tuesday morning, June 28th. 2022 coming up on 9:31, and we will get to items in history here in just a moment after we uh, go back to the weather for a minute well it's going to be nice today once again 80 for the high temperature nice compared to the hot humid days we had last week anyway humidity reading right now is at 68 percent last night i checked my phone my weather app and the humidity was right at 44%, and uh, about 56 degrees, if I remember correctly. So it's a very pleasant evening. A nice evening to leave the windows open, huh? And tomorrow, going to be sunshine, 84. Thursday, more sunshine, warmer, 89, pushing 90. And then Friday, into the 90s, low 90s, and partly sunny Saturday. Those thunderstorms are in the forecast, 85. Thunderstorms again Sunday 84, light rain Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. So beginning on, well, possibly Friday evening uh, all the way through Wednesday as far as we can see. Uh, let me go ahead into Thursday. Yep, light rain still continuing into Thursday. So uh, if you got lawn cutting to do or any outdoor projects to do, uh, might want to hit those before Well, we're going to say Friday evening, Friday afternoon rolls around with the possibility of the rain showers in the forecast. The normal high temperature today for today is 84, so we're pretty close to that. Average low 63, pretty close to that too. Uh, But we're going to be back down in the 50s this evening, right around 50. Now the record low for this date is 45, so we're getting close to that uh, record low. Temperature for this evening. So going to be another nice comfortable evening Maybe give the air conditioners a break and enjoy some fresh air (laughs) Without too much pollen. I'm liking that too so uh, nice out right now 65 and Sunshine all right here. We go with this uh, today in history the items that we have here Today is, as I mentioned, June 28th, the 179th day of 2022. 186 days remain in this year. Can you believe it's going to be July already? July 1st comes up Friday. So, uh, yeah, June kind of went by quickly, or going by quickly. We're still in June. Today's highlight in history on June 28th, 1919. The Treaty of Versailles was signed in France, ending the First World War. 1838, on this June 28th, Britain's Queen Victoria was crowned in uh, Westminster Abbey. And in 1863, on this date, during the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln appointed Major General George G. Meade, the new commander of the Army of the Potomac following the resignation of Major General Joseph Hooker. And in 1914, Archduke Franz Ferdinand, or Ferdinand of Austria, and his wife Sophie, goodness gracious, they were shot to death in Sarajevo by Serb nationalist Gavrilo Princip, an act that sparked World War I. Mercy. I had uh, forgotten about that. And in 1939, Pan American Airways began regular transatlantic air service with a flight that departed New York for Marseille, France. And in 1940, President, uh, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the Alien Registration Act, also known as the Smith Act, which required adult foreigners residing in the U.S. to be registered and fingerprinted I'm just reading that again thinking if that were to happen today my goodness some groups would be having a fit wouldn't they (laughs) oh boy when was that 1940 so what 60 82 years later Wow, times certainly have changed. In 1950, North Korean forces captured Seoul, the capital of South Korea. And in 1978, Supreme Court ordered the University of California Davis Medical School to admit Alan Baki, a white man, who argued he'd been a victim of reverse racial discrimination. And uh, in 1994, President Bill Clinton became the first chief executive in U.S. history to set up a personal legal defense fund and ask Americans (laughs) to contribute to it. Not sure why I'm laughing, chuckling, giggling, whatever it is, amused by that, but it just seems kind of odd that a president would ask for donations to his legal defense fund what were you up to there bill yes I'm sure many of you know what was going on at the time all you need to do is remember the name Monica Lewinsky right so anyway uh, President Clinton needed some financial help so on this date in 1994 he asked for it from us <laughs> the taxpayers <laughs> Well, in 2007 months after he was cast adrift in the Florida Straits, Elian Gonzalez was returned to his native Cuba. 7 months at sea. I wonder what he was on. I can't remember if he had a raft or homemade device of some sort. Hmm. Well, here's one that uh, folks are talking about even more today. Gun owner rights. Twelve years ago, the Supreme Court ruled five to four that Americans had the right to own a gun for self defense anywhere they lived. Well, you may have heard this before, but one of the reasons why other countries are hesitant to attack the United States is because not only of the superior armed forces of this country but then they've got to go to a second line of defense so to speak the American public who have lots of guns and other countries know that because uh, they don't allow that in their countries and they know Americans own these guns and that they will push back and fight back I've seen that and read that about why Japan was hesitant to attack the mainland. That they didn't want to deal with the, well, basically the American Civil Army. The civilian army. So just a bit of history there for you. And uh, let's see. Ten years ago, the very expensive Affordable Care Act narrowly survived five to four An election year battle at the U.S. Supreme Court with improbable help of conservative Chief Justice John Roberts. Yeah, I remember that. I was surprised that he voted in favor of that as well. Hmm. Attorney General Eric Holder became the first sitting cabinet member held in contempt of Congress. Wow. And uh, let's see. I think we'll skip some of these, too, as I get a sip of, uh, I'm going to have some hot tea here this morning. Hmm. Dandy good. Um, excuse me, but, um, yeah, I was drinking hot tea last week, you know, when it was like heat indexes of 100 and... 110, but I had it in the morning when it was still, you know, only 85. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know if it was 85 or not. But I'm sitting here thinking, why am I drinking hot tea when it's so smoking hot outside? But then there was air conditioning on in here. But still, I'm like, well, why don't you have iced tea? I was like, yeah, that's okay. I'll have the hot tea, and then hopefully cool off here in a little while. <laughs> oh here we go with birthdays uh today's birthday's comedian movie director mel brooks is 96 wow he's had some <laughs> interesting movies we shall say one of the movies i think I of. Don't, i don't know why but this one always pops up whenever i see his name blazing saddles remember that movie <laughs> it was a comedy of course uh comedian impressionist john Biner. Is 85. He's a funny guy. Former Defense Secretary Leon Panetta is 84. And rock musician Dave Knights of Procol Harem. Remember their great tunes there? Well, he's 77 years old. Uh, Conquistador is one of theirs. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of the other one. I can hear the song, but. Can't think of it. It'll come to me here. Anyway, uh, actor Kathy Bates, 74, college and pro football, Hall of Famer John Elway, 62. Actor Jessica Hecht is 57. Uh, Let's see. John Cusack is 56. Actor-singer Danielle Brisbois is 53. Wasn't she in a show as a child actress? Yeah, I'm trying to think what it was, family affair or something like that. Anyway, it's uh, been quite a while, obviously, if um, she is 53. And uh, let's see, entrepreneur Elon Musk is 51. He's been in the news recently. Uh, actor Alessandro Nivola is 50. And uh, let's see, I don't recognize some of the younger names. Well, here's one I do country singer Big Vinny Hickerson from the Trailer Choir. <laughs> How about that for a name or group? Well, you see all kinds of names for groups. Thirty-nine. Now ah, here's another one I recognize: country singer Kelly Pickler. Is thirty-six. She has her own TV show. Remember her on American Idol? She was so funny. She was just all about uh, all of, all American girl that uh, just from I don't know I don't know where she's from the South somewhere, but she was just very lovable. And enjoyable to listen to and talk to had a wonderful laugh and uh, she just enjoyed being on there she's 36 today well there you have it some things that happened on today in history it is uh, 9 43 17 minutes until 10 o'clock and um, found a couple things you might be interested in knowing here and I found a couple funny things here that I I wanted to get to first before we uh, move on I like a little humor whenever I host the show actually I like a lot of humor whenever I host this or um, talk on the morning big morning she uh, the 60s 70s and 80s and sentimental journey saying I like to share with you too uh, so here are a couple of them uh, this is from a category called life in these United States and the first one goes like this, and it starts out by saying, "When our tour group entered a cafeteria for breakfast, the woman walking in with me made a bee line for the carrot cake, but just as she reached for a slice, she thought better of it and withdrew her hand as she turned away. I heard her murmur, "No, it's too early for vegetables." <laughs> That wouldn't be for me. I like carrot cake. And here's a uh, article here from a grandmother. She was driving with her young twin grandsons when their mother called. Well, as we chatted over the car's Bluetooth speaker, one of the boys yelled out from the back, Hey, Mom, guess who this is? Is it me or Luke? After a slight pause, the boy's mother remarked, and he's the smart one. <laughs> oh, boy. That's funny. All right. Here's another one. Before coffee, a, a lady says, why is everyone shouting? And then this is what she says after coffee. Okay, yes. I do see the fire now. <laughs> uh, a couple of funnies to share with you. We need some humor in this society we live in today, don't we? Well, I'm happy to share that with you, too. All right, here we go. Here's an article I thought was interesting. Car window stickers are inaccurate. Why the fuel cost estimate on car window stickers are so inaccurate. Car buyers, you need to check online to get accurate fuel costs because window sticker projections are two years out of date hmm how about that hey speaking of gas prices fuel prices did you see where the gas company sheets is offering gas for 399 a gallon at all of their stores well be careful of that all right because it is only for one brand of gasoline that is the 88 octane gasoline now you can use it in a car typically you can use it in a vehicle that was made after the year 2001 however people say there's no difference in 92 octane and 87 octane okay based on the vehicle they may be driving they could be right however I've experienced it I wanted to try it just to see if it was any different and I found that I did get a little better miles per gallon better mileage at a higher octane now I did have a Camaro which had a five-speed and a six-cylinder engine a little bit larger engine mid-size engine and that's what the manufacturer called for was 92 octane of gasoline so that's what I used. All right. Now I'm thinking, do I really need this? I'm going to try a little experiment here. So I tried the mid grade, the 89, and then I also tried the low grade, low octane, 87. And I've got I've gotten better mule, uh, mileage with the 92 octane. All right. So depending on whatever you think. Um, I still use only 87 because now I think the way gasoline is produced I'm not sure if there is a difference so with prices the way they are of course lots of folks are going with the 87 octane now this sheets gasoline at 399 a gallon is 88 octane which is obviously a little bit higher than the 87 a little bit lower than the 89. How's that for modern math? (laughs) So I'm going to look up and see exactly what 88 octane gas is defined as here. Alright, so 88 unleaded 88 is known as E15. It consists of 15% ethanol and 85% gasoline. Obviously it has a higher octane rating than regular 87 octane fuel okay which it offers your engine a little bit of a boost and it burns cleaner than regular unleaded improving air quality obviously and re- reducing greenhouse gas emissions it is also typically offered at a lower price now as i mentioned earlier it's approved for use in all models from the year t- uh, 2001 and newer so, obviously, if you've got a vehicle made before 2001, uh, it's not approved for the use in that. It's approved by the US EPA. That's nearly 9 out of 10 cars on the road today. And automakers also provide full warranty coverage for unleaded 88 for more than 93% of vehicles on the road today. Okay? Now, there you have it. That's 89 octane. So if you want to use that, probably okay, but check with your manufacturer's warranty. Make sure, you know, if the gasoline doesn't agree with your engine, uh, you might want to check and make sure if uh, something happens that your warranty covers all of that. Now, back to the stickers on vehicles. As gas prices soar, boy, there's a revelation, wasn't it, in that first sentence? (laughs) Like we didn't know. Uh, The fuel cost estimates printed on a new car window sticker, they're not keeping pace, putting shoppers at a disadvantage when researching models at a dealership. In fact, the one- and five-year projected fuel costs that are required to be printed on every sticker are generally two years out of date. Now with the national average price for a gallon of regular gas hovering around 5 bucks this week up from 3 bucks only a year ago. That's a 60% increase, folks. So, with the price surge, some projected fuel costs over 5 years they're going to be off by more than $10,000 for some vehicles. So, do your research. The printed window sticker estimates are so off because fuel costs have jumped so high in the last two years. That means the figures for the 2023 model year were compiled in November of 2021 and sent to automakers in December of 2021. Now, the stickers also use the price for regular gas, even when a model calls for more expensive premium fuel, as I mentioned with the Camaro. I used to have. Now to get the most accurate information at the dealership, uh, if you're buying a car, it's recommended to use your smartphone to access the QR code, which that QR stands for quick reference. okay? That's that square with the, looks like a little ink blot type of thing there, a digital code. Now, that QR code is also printed on each window sticker, and it provides direct digital access to more accurate market information. Now, photographing that code opens this website, fuel-economy.gov. So if you just want to go there and do that, you know, you don't need to go to the dealership and uh, use your phone to access the QR code. I'll give you that address again, fuel-economy dot gov and the official government source for fuel economy is that it's run by the EPA and the Department of Energy the site provides near current fuel pricing it is updated weekly and an interactive calculator that can be used to predict future costs based on a gas price and the vehicles miles per gallon okay so there you have that you can go there Now you can also find projected annual fuel costs for tested vehicles on Consumer Reports by going to their web page. Now they update their uh, projections when gas prices increase by 50 cents a gallon or more. How often have we seen that? Gas prices increase 50 cents overnight, but they never go down 50 cents overnight, do they? (laughs) Goodness gracious. Another sip of tea to wet the whistle there. Now, new car window stickers, as uh, we'll continue on for just a few brief moments here. Uh, they're also called Monroney labels. Uh, they list the vehicle's MPG rating and emissions rating, a small grading, projected fuel costs for one year and five years based on data provided to automakers by the EPA in conjunction with the Energy Information administration okay so um check out the window sticker if you're getting a new car now let's see they list a couple examples here 2022 ford maverick epa's combined fuel economy is 37 miles per gallon on regular goss uh regular gas (laughs) tried to say gas and cost at the same time the (laughs) gost estimated annual fuel cost is $950. Five-year fuel cost, nearly $5,000. However, estimated five-year cost at $5 a gallon is $10,000, over $10,000. So the five-year difference in the sticker versus reality with gas prices. Folks, the difference is significant $5,370. Now let's go to a Subaru, a 2022 Subaru. The estimated five year fuel cost is $3,410. That is using $2. uh, Oh, excuse me, that's using $3.65 per gallon okay remember that amount three thousand four hundred and ten dollars now if you go to a five-year difference we'll get to that in in a second okay let me go back to this number five-year fuel cost three thousand four hundred ten dollars that's at 365 based on gas at five dollars and seventy cents a gallon five years nearly twenty thousand dollars so the five-year difference in that sticker on the car versus what it's really going to cost you is $11,500 difference. Examples, folks, there of doing your research. Because with these gas prices the way they are, um, yeah, you need to do the research. So with that, uh, you know, gas prices are affecting everything. And perspective uh, perspective that I see on things and lots of others see that gas prices, fuel prices, diesel, jet fuel, they're affecting inflation because it's driving up the costs of really everything because we have goods that are delivered. And they are delivered by vehicles that take gas, diesel, jet fuel. That goes up. The cost of delivery has to go up. They pass that along to where items are being delivered. And we'll use, for example, the stores, grocery stores. I'm sure many of you have seen incredibly significant increase of prices at grocery stores on food items and other items in the stores. Okay. So, you get gas prices under control, and you help get inflation under control. I mean, that's simple econ 101. Yes, simple econ 101 is supply and demand also. But if we increase supply, that is going to help, no matter the demand, as long as the demand is not outrageous. So uh, let's hope that can happen. I think President Biden is going to be visiting uh, the king of Saudi Arabia, and I'm sure they're going to talk about increasing fuel production. Uh, The French President Macron confessed to President Biden yesterday at their meeting at the uh, summit in uh, Germany, I believe it is, that he's already asked for increased production from Saudi Arabia. And he apparently confided to President Biden that they told him that they are already at maximum production. I don't know who to believe or what to believe. I want to believe, but boy, oh boy, I go back to that I don't know what to believe. So with that, we'll believe that we are almost out of time here on Party Line going to be a beautiful day today. We've got just about, oh, under a minute to go. So uh, as always, I enjoy being with you here on Party Line. I like to keep the show moving, keep it uh, rolling along, and hopefully talk about some interesting items and uh, also things happening in the news today and uh, historical events, people, places, things, birthdays, you know, all that jazz and more. Again, going to be a nice day today. 80 degrees and partly sunny. Right now it is 68. Beautiful morning here in Athens and in scenic southeastern Ohio. Stay tuned for more here on 970 WATH. CBS News is coming up in seconds where it will be 10 o'clock. See you shortly on Sentimental Journey on 970 WATH. 970 m 97.1 FM. WATH.